Previously on Hound Radio's Arch Campbell podcast. People always ask me, why do people watch horror? And I think it's for the, for the thrill of something like being on a roller coaster. You know, you know you're going to be safe. You're going you're to watch this and you're going to get scared. Your adrenaline's going to flow, but you're going to walk out alive and okay. Maybe mentally scarred, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're, you're going to still, you know, you'll, you, you're not going to be bleeding. You're not going to be cut up and you're definitely going to be alive. The Arch Campbell podcast featuring Arch, Lou Katz, and a cast of thousands begins now. <laughs> Well, here we are for another chance to update the ever-changing world of entertainment. I'm Arch Campbell, and I'm here with my dear friend, Lou Katz. And Lou, it's just, it's like the great days of rock and roll. The announcer on one side of the glass, right. the engineer on the other. Right, one, one side of the Zoom camera and the talent on the other side of the Zoom camera. <laughs> You're twisting the knob. I'm twisting the Zoom, yes. And uh, this is a happy day because uh, we always love talking with our longtime friend, the senior critic, former senior critic for USA Today, now checking on the entertainment world as part of the website Gold Derby. Let's say hello to Susan Wazena. Yay! Susan, bravo thank to you. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, always uh, interesting to talk to you. And, and I like to start with, what are you watching? Well, believe it or not, every episode of Seinfeld is on available on Netflix. So I've been binging my way through it. And I'm at the point, though, you know, they're terrible human beings, these characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite delightfully so, but um, I'm almost at the end. You know, I did that uh, a few years ago. I, I think I discovered it on on one of the late night channels and just set my DVR to record everything. And when you watch them in order, the series really makes sense. It does. Uh, and even, and it's funny how it changed over time because they didn't know quite what they were doing initially. And I remember covering the finale and a lot of people didn't get the finale. And I think to have to get the finale, you need to have seen every single episode. And, you know, who among us does that? And, you know, I missed out on Seinfeld because I was always working at night. Right. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great catch. You recommend it for everyone? Yes. It, and, <laughs> you know, there are 20-minute episodes. There's no ads, uh, uh -huh. which is great. And... It, it just builds to this crescendo of just horrible behavior that yes, you, is yes. quite enjoyable. <laughs> yes. But, now, so, did, you, did you want me to talk about anything else besides that? <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm always interested in the what's on your mind, but I know you went to uh, Middleburg this year. Right. And uh, and you've seen a few of the films that we will hear about. And I'm interested to hear what you think. So uh, what did you see at Middleburg that really uh, got your attention? Well, I saw um, Spencer, which is mm -hmm. Kristen Stewart from Twilight. Mm -hmm. Not the mm -hmm. Twilight Zone, but Twilight. And, but As she's in the, a little bit in the Twilight Zone here. <laughs> but I must say... You know, it's by the director who did Jackie, and he takes yeah, liberties yeah. with the truth, which is okay. Oh, 
but it, this is labeled a fable from a true tragedy. So it's kind of not exactly, you know, it, it's uh -huh. more a feeling film than it is a true, you know, you can watch The Crown and... Um, you know, that actress in The Crown really got everybody's attention. I think she won an Emmy for well, that Well, no, she was nominated because oh, well. the Queen, Olivia Coleman, oh, actually won that category. But she was very good at it. If you want a more, you know, regular version. But this is different because she is... It takes place on the day, this Christmas weekend in 1991, when... Um, Prince Charles and her separated, mm. or right before they separated. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's trying to just, you know, they're making her wear all these, you know, elaborate costumes. They're weighing her. She's got bulimia. She's, you know, trying to just be with her kids and not with, you know, the other people in the family. Mommy, what's happened to make you so sad? Well, here, in this house, there is no future. Past and the present are the same thing. There's no hope for me. Not with them. It's hard for her. And, you know, she, she, gets, she drives off from her details, security detail, and she um, just doesn't, she, she doesn't have anybody except for her dresser, who is Sally Hawkins where is someone who's on yeah. her side and things happen like um, it's Christmas. So Charles gives her this big pearl necklace and he mm -hmm. gives one to Camilla as well, uh -huh. the same one. <laughs> so what does she do during dinner, Christmas dinner? Uh -huh. is she takes the drop, she drops the pearls into her soup and eats them. <laughs> now, I'm told that she really now that's wasn't a twilight thing. Right. And then another thing is she keeps <laughs> seeing the specter of Anne Boleyn, who was notoriously uh -huh. beheaded right. yes. by Henry VIII. So things like this are happening. But I must say, I was, I kind of like, well, I like Jackie more than this film. But you know, I wouldn't put, uh, I would not think Kristen Stewart and princess diana in the but, same but it works role. she she's the really? best thing about it well definitely. i'm thinking of going down to the avalon and seeing it uh later this week should i yeah why not okay all right what else you got going <laughs> no <laughs> i did i did like it because life. i was very impressed by her and right now on gold derby mm -hmm. she is being seen as the top contender for best actor really yeah, yeah. wow but okay. she's done some good films too. She I mean, has the sills of um, what was it? Clouds of Sils Maria. She was very good in, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. a few other things. So she, you know, she's uh, she's an interesting uh, actress. Well, yeah. that's that's a nice piece to know. You know, I went to see. Uh, I just watched the eyes of Tammy Faye. I did too because I wanted to see what you thought. So they're because... starting to promote it uh, as right. an Oscar piece for Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. Uh, do you see any, any? It's a little kitschy for me. The whole thing, and Andrew Garfield, I don't get him as that. 
guy. As uh, as, yeah. J- as Baker. If everyone watching could double their pledge just for one month. God loves you. He really does. She did more, but it just, it goes a little over the top. Yeah. I mean, they were, a lot of people have forgotten about them now. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Tammy Faye Baker and uh, Jim Baker were cartoon characters anyway, who had right. a national uh, uh, televangelism network. And uh, and Tammy Faye, you know, had an inch of makeup on and was over the top. And, and the film shows you that Tammy Faye was the one who brought all the money in. I, yeah. I think what I'm, I missed two pieces in that movie. I didn't really get a sense of how they got famous suddenly. Right. And I did not get any sense of the truth, which is uh, they bankrupted and ruined a lot of people. They, they yeah. took the life savings from a bunch of people. So it really wasn't as funny or as glib as they make it. So I, right. I'm mixed. I'm mixed on that. Uh, yeah. I I don't see that as an Oscar contender. Although maybe do you? Well, singing "Glory, Glory, Hallelujah" will help her, <laughs> which she does pretty well at the uh-huh. end. Yeah, Jessica Chastain. Yeah. 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 So, uh, did you see uh, Belfast? At, I uh, did. I did, and I did enjoy it. And. I just wrote a piece for actually rogerebert.com mm-hmm. about all the black and white footage being found. I mean, that is a black and white film. It starts with a color segment and then it's it's his um, childhood being right. ru- ruined Brannig. by the, the troubles in Northern Ireland. And, you know, there was a big explosion outside his house and then everything becomes black and white for a while until they leave again. And, and he's reunited with his father because he couldn't work, find work there. Mm-hmm. So he went to England. So his parents were split up, but it's based on his childhood. And, and the you're young, a fan. Yeah, I am. I did enjoy it very much. I think it's a little bit less, more sentimental than it is like edgy, which uh-huh. is okay mm-hmm. with me because mm-hmm. there's so much edge out there now in films. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I, I enjoyed it, but he was there and I got to interview him and uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. he, he's quite a charmer and you know, he knows what he's doing. So it, it could be, but I think um, the one I didn't get to see was the Jane Campion film, um, The Power of the Dog, because my power was going out by the time (laughs) they showed that in the last film. So I left before I could see it. But that's going to end up on Netflix on uh, December 1st. So I'll just wait for that. I'm just hearing that Belfast might be the movie uh, of the Oscar season. Do you see it that way? A little bit because um, it won the Toronto Film Festival's um, People's Choice, and the last nine ones that won that prize um, at least was were nominated. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does have a good chance. It, de- it depends on the mood of the country. I mean, 
it's not a depressing thing. And, you know, you got Judy Dench in there and Karen High and, you know, really good actors. Mm -hmm. And Jamie Dorn is his father, who's very handsome. So I, that was good to look at. And also <laughs> the woman from The Outlander, I don't know quite what her, uh -huh. say her first name, but she also um, is. That beautiful Scottish woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's his parents. So I, I did enjoy it. And, um, but I do think there's more momentum right now for the Jane Campion film because it's coming out around now. So, but there's mm. a lot of other films. I mean, there's like uh, Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del oh, Toro. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're not going to put that probably on a streaming site, I don't think. And, um, I can't I, wait. Yeah. And also that uh, the, uh, being the Ricardos, that's Nicole Kidd. Yeah, yeah. The, so uh, there, I, I did. Lucy and Desi movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's Harvey Bardem and, and Nicole Kim. And I'll keep, you know, an open mind about whether or not they're good for those roles. I don't know. Uh -huh. <laughs> But we'll see. But they have black and white segments too, because uh -huh, obviously uh -huh. the show was shot in black yeah. and white. So and that's Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz shooting I Love Lucy yeah. and uh producing comedy while their marriage is just uh is uh ripping apart. We've been through worse than this. We have. No. I'm starting to, to wander into matinees of movies. So uh, I've, I've gone to the movies four or five times now, and one that I took a chance on, and me and the other 10 people in the theater <laughs> seemed, yeah. seemed to really enjoy it, was The French Dispatch. It's the new movie by Wes Anderson. And I am a, a fan of his anyway. And as you know, he creates these little, these little uh, uh, pastiches, you know, these yes. little dollhouse-like films where each frame is something that you want to freeze and study. Right. And it's uh, basically the story of a, of a Midwestern journalist who goes to a little town in France and uh, creates a magazine there somewhat like the new yorker and within that framework and bill murray plays the editor of the magazine there are three shaggy dog stories first the story of an artist and his art which he creates in prison onto concrete the the, uh, the connoisseurs want to move the concrete <laughs> across the ocean and then uh, the story of a of a university uprising 1968 style and finally the story of a gourmet dinner which turns into a cops and robber kidnapping sitting there in the matinee every now and then i would sort of flag i would just sort of run out of gas and sort of nod off and then something would happen and he'd bring me back in. And then by the time he wrapped it up, I was delighted. And I sat there and watched the entire credits. I was the last person out of the <laughs> theater. 
partly because uh, I don't get the experience of going to the movies like I used to. Right. And so I would say I am mixed to positive. I see what you're saying about French Dispatch. I didn't get something that got me excited, except for Francis McDormand and Timothy Chalamet apparently uh -huh. getting uh -huh. together romantically. <laughs> I said, okay, didn't think that was going to happen. I sat there and I go, I... I don't get how all this connects. I, I just, right. because, well, when you go to a film festival, you're in a fog anyway, uh -huh, because you're uh -huh. going to take in everything when you can, you know. But was that, this one of the Middleburg uh, yeah, films? Yeah, it was there too. Uh, what yeah. they, they just sit you down and run one movie after another? Pretty much. But, <laughs> but I will say, you know, they kept it very safe because we had to wear masks in the, venues showing the films and we had to show a negative COVID test and then bring our our little cards with our you know vaccinations yeah, and everything yeah, so yeah. it was about as safe as you're going to get from going to the theater with other people but they kept the um you know how they jam in all those chairs well they didn't do that this yeah year, so well good know, and yeah. and you didn't have as many people i understand right and they uh, that was intentional so no uh elderly podcast uh hosts <laughs> invited right. i think i could have gone i just but I, I, but i also saw the lost daughter which is very interesting that's with olivia coleman Mm -hmm. in a different sort of role for her and uh -huh. it, um, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal's um, directorial debut and oh. she did a good job it's, it's an interesting yeah. story and I saw King Richard which is Will Smith and he's the father very determined father to make Serena Williams and Venus uh -huh. Williams his two daughters into right major tennis players and it's him trying to give them a better life because they were living in compton and then they opened mm -hmm. up in florida and he's just pushing 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 but it's a very different role for him and it's a very grown-up role because he always looks young to me anyway yeah, yeah so yeah. They, they they scuff him up a bit you know but him with all these women you know because he has two other daughters and his wife you know it's it's interesting to see him do this in a different kind of setting that we're used to him being. Well, it's got to be a good story because something has to be motivating those uh, sisters. Oh yeah, because they they're not just good tennis players. They there is something else at work uh, every time they come to the court. I wrote me a seventy-eight page plan for their whole career before they was even born. I think you might just have the next Michael Jordan. Oh, no, brother man. I got me the next, too. Another movie I saw, too, with Peter Dinklage, who could get an Oscar nomination uh -huh. as well, is Cyrano. And it's very moving. And it's not a fussy film. Because a lot of these films were, you know, shot during COVID and all that, including yeah, Belfast. Yeah. And He's so good in it, but it, his, you know, disability or whatever you want to call it, right. is his height, not his nose. So uh -huh. oh. it's it's not oh, funny they, though. Like they the other play to that. Yes, they did. Yeah. Oh, wow! Now that's interesting. Yeah. So you, I think mm. you would like it. 
it's Joe Wright did the mm -hmm, direction. Mm -hmm. So and uh, what else? I like the humans, which I like movies that not for Christmas, but for Thanksgiving, where everything goes bad. And this is sort <laughs> of like uh, uh, Richard Jenkins might be nominated as a supporting actor for this because I love him and he's never he yeah. got two yeah. Oscar nominations yeah. and never won. And it's sort of like a haunted house because they're in this horrible creaking Manhattan, I don't know, Brooklyn house and his daughter and her husband are trying to, you know, have a family dinner and then everything goes kablooey. And it's sort of like the house is a mood ring for all <laughs> what they have not been sharing with each other. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. it's sort of like a, a horror film in a way. And it's it's very it's all the sound in it, you know, creates this. And uh, what's the name of this? The humans. The humans. Did you see that Richard Jenkins movie from earlier uh, last year uh, with Evan Rachel? Uh, yes, uh, yes, Jillionaire. Jillionaire. Yeah, that was he crazy. Was wonderful. In he that. was. I, he's always wonderful. And he deserves something. <laughs> and Jillionaire is one of those one of those little films that nobody saw, except the few of us that saw it remember it and love it. And right. I would recommend that right well, wasn't now. Wasn't there there was all that foam coming into the oh, office? Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> that was so strange. They, they, well, they, Miranda they... July is a unique director, I, uh -huh, I will say. Uh -huh. So but I like that more than her first film that she did. So, what was her? What was the one you didn't like? Oh, I forget. It was you and me and something else. Oh, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that says it all, doesn't it? Right. right. Okay, so I want to ask you this. Uh, I'm looking at box office figures, and uh, the uh, number one movie this week is Eternals. And uh, the big movies of the season include Dune and uh, No Time to Die. Who's going to these? Well, I don't think it's people our ages. You know, I think um, <laughs> basically anything with action and horror and, you know, something like Dune, sci-fi with mm. visuals and, you know, stuff like that, I think do well. But I'm not so sure, you know, people are going to go to some of these films that I saw in Millburg in, in droves, you know. I hear uh, good things about a movie called Mass, which is... Uh, yes, I saw that and I interviewed um, Ann Dowd. In, oh, um, boy. Wow, yeah. what an actress she is. Yeah. She was great to talk But to. I just, I can't see mass finding a mass audience. Can you? Right. No, and uh -uh. probably shouldn't say that because they'll never let me go <laughs> see one of their movies. <laughs> but no, it, it's, it's something though that is very topical, but it's something that people probably don't need right now given all the strife in the world. <laughs> So, so is there still a place for the for the small, the little movie, the 
well, the Jillionaire, the the French yeah. Dispatch, the uh, is there still a place for it? Well, there's a place called streaming. So <laughs> <laughs> most of these will probably find an outlet to you know plunk on, but you know they're not doing screeners anymore for Oscars because they don't they want to save the environment because okay truth be told I never got rid of my screeners after the season <laughs> how was many over. millions of them do you have <laughs> I probably have at least a decade's worth throughout the house so uh, this is inside baseball but uh when you were a critic uh when you were on a critics list the studios would send screeners and every day I'd get a package of 10 or 20 or 30 screeners and then I'd get t-shirts and books and stuff and I'd give all the stuff away I didn't want it right and the screeners I would watch on my right. tv I thought I had figured out how to do something called mirroring are you familiar with that no where you can throw what's on your ipad onto your smart TV and project it oh. that way. Um, but uh, I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I thought I knew how to do well, it. Well, basically it's I an don't. environmental concern because, you know, like you vote in various you know, yeah. places and you'll get three of something, you know, easily. So go I got ahead. a DVD of mass. Yeah, I got two. <laughs> you've got but I also, a mass of mass but i also watched it you know before that i had gotten uh, links yeah, too yeah. so but um i, I watched, don't like watching movies on links i just don't like it i watched tammy faye on my ipad and yeah. you know it was okay to watch it that way but i don't know i'm i'm just gonna wring my hands <laughs> 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 and you're you're on television you're just watching seinfeld you well, know right i've come around on impeachment well i was going to ask well go ahead you say something but i wanted to also promote this one movie called passing with oh uh, yes Tessa i hear thompson and ruth nega and it's about it's based on a book in the 1920s these two women um, were friends they reunite and the one is married to Alexander Skarsgård who of course mm. is a mean bigoted white guy who she married right. and he doesn't know that she actually is passing as white and the other woman is more she sometimes tried to pass as white because she meets this woman at a tea <laughs> house that normally black people uh -huh. wouldn't be, you know, there. Lots of people pass all the time. It's easy for a Negro to pass for white. I'm not sure it'd be so simple for a white person to pass for color. That's on a uh, on a platform, I think. Yeah, it's on it? Netflix. Uh -huh. They gave me an early screener and it popped up and I like that. So, but it's black and white too. And and it's very, the, the literally. use, literally, and the use of the lighting is amazing. And it was very good. And it's um, Rebecca Hall, the actress. Uh -huh. I like her a lot. And it turns out her father was um, black, but he didn't look 
black. Uh -huh. You know, mm -hmm. so he passed as being, I mean, I don't think he intentionally did that, but he didn't look as dark, but he, he, he was black. Wow. Uh, that's a good catch passing on Netflix. That one's got my attention. I may be watching that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of watching things, I think it's time to uh, pitch over to Lou Katz to tell us about our, our platform, which is Hound Radio. Among other things, we're on iPad, our uh, Apple uh, iTunes and uh, Apple and uh, SoundCloud and Spotify what else are we on? on Spotify too. Uh huh. So we're we're everywhere, and if you happen to be a dog lover like Hound Radio obviously is, then maybe you've noticed sometimes a dog tilting its head as it looks at you, <laughs> or maybe it's just trying to watch that that screener <laughs> from a better from a better position. But anyway, check check out our World of Dogs feature right now. Hound Radio pauses the music for another wonderful look into the world of dogs with Faith Lapidus. Face it, dogs are cute. They're even cuter when they tilt their heads quizzically like they're really listening to you. Are they? Why do they do that? Are they trying to hear better? Listening for specific words? Trying to see past their snout? Or because they know it makes them look cute? Well, some researchers wanted to find out. So they observed 40 dogs noting if the dogs tilted their heads when doing something that required some thought on their part. In this study, that something was to fetch a familiar toy from another room when asked for it by name. So the dogs had to recognize the toy's name, which they'd been taught, remember which one it was, and then go get it. Most of the dogs couldn't do it, but the seven border collies in the study could and each one of them tilted their head before retrieving the correct toy. The researchers think the head tilt could be linked to mental processing, a sign of high attentiveness or concentration. And it is cute. I'm Faith Lapidus for Hound Radio. So uh, Susan Wazena, the uh, former uh, senior critic at USA Today, and now uh, entertainment guru at uh, Gold Derby, uh, what are you recommending? What should we do with all this information we've come up with? It took a lot to get to the, you know, next to last season to <laughs> inside also. But I, I would recommend passing. Passing on Netflix. Oh, well, you didn't, you didn't say what you wanted to say about impeachment because I gave up on it like about three episodes, but I did keep uh, taping it, so. Well, Why should uh, I go back to it? You know, uh, actually, our friend Jen Cheney was very high on impeachment. And I watched the first couple of episodes and I just thought, this is embarrassing. This is icky. And I can't watch this. And you, you must have felt the same way. Yeah. Well, and also, Beanie, I like her as an actress, but she's not quite Monica. Now, I love Sarah Paulson as Linda Trent. Sarah Paul, you know, as uh, Linda and uh, Clive Owen as Clinton yeah. is surprisingly good. But I stayed with it. And I think, you know, I was in a period where there was nothing else to watch. So I caught up a couple of more episodes. And then I think on episode seven, 
when the FBI, when Linda Tripp traps her at the food court of the Pentagon City Mall. Oh, that's and right, the, yeah. And the FBI put her in the hotel room for 12 hours. Suddenly, it caught fire. And suddenly, I was able to get past my reservations about Bean Feldstein. Parts. Yeah. And and I was and it's a they don't really go into the icky part other than to have her talking about it, like to the grand jury, and you're just sitting there, ooh gosh, okay. why are they making her do this? Do they bring and up the cigar? <laughs> they, and to in a in a deposition. Yes, they do. And when they do, it's not uh, purient. It's it's totally embarrassing, and the effect is, you, the viewer, think, why did they do this to this young girl? Why did they? Uh, I mean, I, you know why? It's politics and stuff well beyond her. Uh, the villains in the piece, uh, Ken Starr is really villainized as well as Linda Tripp. And it's, I've, I am finding it fascinating and interesting and particularly since episode seven. So okay. I would say if you're not watching anything, and really there's nothing much on TV. I tried to get back into succession and I'm a little bit uh, tired of that. Yeah. And my husband hates it because every time he comes in to do something in the kitchen, then he hears the F word about <laughs> very, very many versions of the word fornication spewing forth. So. <laughs> well, that and uh, and it's just it's the same old thing. It's the old it's Brian Cox and he won't leave and the kids want him to leave and who's going to take over and who's he going to play against each other. And, and it, it doesn't seem to have gone anywhere after last season. So because of that, I've kind of put my uh, marbles into impeachment and, yeah. and I'm actually a fan now. And I, and I, and I think it's, it's been a pretty good role for Beanie Feldstein who's um, gone beyond best friend or, you know, um, comic relief uh, in this. Well, you know what she's going to do next. What? Funny Girl on Broadway. Really? Yes. Wow. I want to congratulate you. Uh, it just was uh, released that you are uh, going to be the lead of Funny Girl on Broadway. And I go, yes! I'm wow. in that. That's perfect. This is the first time it's been on Broadway in... 50 years or something, and obviously. 1964. Wow. Isn't that insane? And it's, I mean, Barbara Streisand. I mean, it's just, I know. I mean, and and I was like, oh, they couldn't think of a, a better, more perfect person than you to cast in it. I'm so happy it's you. Hello, gorgeous. You're you're on the beanie tree. <laughs> Early adapter. <laughs> well, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting. That's an interesting next step. Yeah. And maybe the movie next. Yeah. Oh, she's you... in the humans too. She's the oh. daughter. Yeah. And Amy well. Schumer is her sister who has diverticulitis and has problems. <laughs> With turkey at Thanksgiving. Yes, and all that. Yeah. <laughs>
you you should look for that. I don't know if it's going to show up anywhere, you know, in a streaming site. Humans. But yeah. Well, uh, I'm I think I'm planning to go down and see Spencer, and I'm I'm just starting to watch for selected things, and I, I'm happy to go down and pay the ten bucks to sit in a matinee and see something good, and and I think that. Uh, contributed to my uh, love of the French Dispatch. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> if I saw it without seeing five other films before it, it would have been <laughs> better for me. <laughs> it's, and everybody uh, believes it's not his best film, but uh, but it's his current film and it's out there. I'm looking for uh, Licorice Pizza, too. Yeah. You, well, they're they're setting up ally. They're not going to probably. I don't know if they'll land anywhere online either. So I think there's a screening coming up, and I don't yeah. think I can make it. I've got something I got to do. They have to realize that we have doctors' appointments. I know <laughs> dentist appointments, right? And hair appointments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, but, uh, no, I don't really, you know, it's not worth my while these days to, you know, go to a screening in Baltimore. Well, Tyson's isn't working any right now because this, there was a sound problem there. So they're not using that. And the entire work, theater is down? Yeah. Oh, my God. So they got, you know, land, next? Landmark and I don't know what else. You know, oh, East Street. And uh, wow. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to go to Baltimore to go see one of these stupid movies. No. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think I think a lot of critics are picking and choosing more. And yes. because of that, which is why I want to know who's going to see Dune or Eternals. Well, or, Dune is uh, now that? is on uh, HBO Max, HBO but of Max. course what you want is the immersive experience and getting your hair you know your ears blown out by imax you know thunder <laughs> just what i want i want right. my ears blown. speaking of dune we are done because we're <laughs> getting the wrap on this but susan okay. it's always great fun to talk with you and yeah. uh, i love your taste and recommendations and thank you for being here lou katz you're the greatest. You're our enabler. Always and, fun. Uh, Always fun. Shall we leave you with the words, let's get our ears blown out. Be <laughs> 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 back next week. This is the Cats Podcasting System, where it's not just a podcast, but a podcast.